Hello, welcome to Tales from the Albright, a podcast by the Scranton Public Library. Hello, everyone. We are back from our short break. Um, I was on vacation. Uh, Today, we are here with an episode of One Star Book Reviews, where we each have to guess what the book is from the One Star Reviews. This was inspired by the fact that I was on Instagram one night. I saw a post from the Fowlerville District Library in Fowlerville, Michigan, who does one-star reviews and has people on Instagram guess them. Then the following day, they reveal what it is. We decided to kind of turn this into the podcast. And instead of having it revealed a day later, we're just going to try to guess what it is. So I'm here with Kate. Hello, I'm here. We wrote up a list of 10 classic books, or we do have some recent books on here. They're not all traditional classics. Books that everybody would know, or at least know of, recognize in some way. So we each wrote up a list of 20 and gave it to the other person. And then from there, the other person chose 10 of the books to find one-star reviews for. A lot of these are just excerpts of larger reviews, but we try to go in order of least specific to most specific uh, to see how long it takes us to guess. So it should hopefully be fun. I hope so. I'm very <laughs> excited. I've been thinking about this for weeks and weeks. <laughs> I'm pumped. Okay. I will go first. Yes. And I'm going to read them one at a time, and I'll give a little pause in between okay. so you can kind of think about it. Again, they start off very vague, so they can apply to just about anything. Mm-hmm. The writing was excessively descriptive. I couldn't visualize the characters or scenes at all, and nothing much happened concerning the plot. For so many words, very few things took place. I read this book as a child. Now I'm terrified of what 11-year-old me was into. (laughs) Gosh. The author dropped the ball. There were way too many issues with the plot, and don't even get me started on her lack of skill in writing. Isn't Northanger Abbey? No. Genuinely awful messaging that children should not read, not to mention Mormon propaganda disguised as good morals, a.k.a. religious subterfuge marketed towards kids. Is this Twilight? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I knew knew the Mormon was going to tip you off. Yes. Okay. Um. (laughs) I feel like it's very relevant that um, this is the first one since I just got back from Forks. Yes. Yes. I'm going to read the rest of them, but I won't take them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was a fun and interesting experience that I do not wish to continue. The worst, quote-unquote, popular book I've ever read. A waste of money and time spent <laughs> attempting to tolerate this god-awful plot plus writing. I honestly don't know what I was expecting rereading this. It was so bad. Where's the poop emoji? <laughs> <laughs> a creepy old man grooms an insufferable and annoying teenager, but it's okay because she thinks he's super hot even though he wants to murder her and she describes his body in excruciating detail every three pages. What? <laughs> and then, this is my favorite. This is my favorite, okay? Didn't read, but I hate it. The woman in there is a bratty pick-me. Reminds me of my ex-wife, if I'm being honest. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's just the first one. <laughs> When you say it describes his body in excruciating detail, <laughs> all I can think of is this is the skin of a killer. <laughs> <laughs> but if you get a chance to go to Forks, it's a really cool small town. Yes. It sounds good. I've heard stories. 10 out of 10 recommend. Yes. Yes. 
Okay. I'll start with mine. Okay. Hated this book. The protagonist deserved everything that happened to him. Okay. A headache inducing affront to the English language. A dismal attempt to be unique. This isn't like Finnegan's Wake, is it? No. Or like um, James Joyce's Ulysses? No. Okay. Okay. All of the ridiculous made-up slang gets in the way of the story. Oh. Completely annoying. One of the few instances in which the movie is better than the book. Way better. Yeah, this is a clockwork (laughs) movie, isn't it? Yes. Yep. Yeah. That slang is what got me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what else you got? In a word, pretentious. There's nothing wrong with a violent book that promotes thought. However, not only is it poorly written, it also has no true thought, simply random displays of violence to draw a reader in, followed by a tacked-on, barely-thought-out ending. Don't waste your time. If you want a usual or spontaneous train of thought books that have an actual point and are only a little pretentious, try something by Kerouac. (laughs) (laughs) I was not prepared. (laughs) Oh my god. The ending of that book is actually kind of controversial. I don't remember the specifics, but I think either they, like, somebody changed the end, like, somebody mm-hmm. made him change the ending, I think. There was something where the original ending is not oh. in Britain. Some, some controversy, so I'm not sure which version this person read, but I can understand yeah. their frustration with that, at least. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have two more. Okay. I'm giving this book one star just because Burgess had to sit down and write it before the age of computers (laughs) or high-tech typewriters. It's a bungled mess of a read, and I recall having nightmares after reading only a portion of it. That I can understand. It's pretty intense. It's grisly. And then the last one I have is, it goes on and on like this with all these silly made-up words. How is any person supposed to read this book? Was Burgess drunk when he wrote it? (laughs) He was a linguist. If people who are listening don't know... He made up this, um, he made up a language using slang from British slang and also a lot of Russian slang, because it's sort of like a futurist, not quite dystopian, but sort of. So he made, the whole book is in this weird um, pigeon language that he Mm -hmm. made up, but he kind of knew what he was doing. But it's not everybody's cup of tea, I guess. Okay, next one. Alrighty. I was astoundingly bored and failed to see how this book is not riddled with the personal opinions of the author. It was a nightmare to read. I don't know if I've ever stopped reading a book 600 pages in. <laughs> Normally, if I've dedicated that much time to it, I'll finish it. But I really can't read this anymore. <laughs> is this Outlander? No. I'm just trying to think of all books on my list are like that long. Perhaps useful on a camping trip short of TP. I didn't finish this book. It was rather dry. I tried to. It just didn't work out. There were some fun facts in it, but it wasn't really my thing. I gave it three solid tries, and each time I failed. The writing is pedestrian and condescending. The passion, tension, and excitement of the time are completely missing. Meh. He was a troubled man. I don't need to know the gritty details. I stopped after 5%. There's just hundreds of pages of this rando journalist making a million zillion uninformed, unfounded claims and assumptions, some of which have been publicly refuted by actual working historians. You're going to get it with this one. <laughs> this next one, you're going to get it. Damn. a lot of biography I put out there. You're really close. Oh, oh is it the Hamilton one? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but like 800-page Ron Chernow Hamilton biography. I forgot it was that long. Like, in my brain, it wasn't that long. It's really long, apparently. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> okay, I have a couple more. 
was so boring. The only part I actually enjoyed was reading about his childhood in the Caribbean. <laughs> the rest was all, just all about war and politics. These last three are brutal. There is not enough detail. Please tell me what Hamilton had for breakfast on May 2nd, 1790. Maybe it gets better after page 300. <laughs> and then this one is really brutal. I'm going to the speaker series to hear Mr. Cherno. I thought it would be nice to read something that he wrote. That's the entire review. One star review. And then this last one. Remember, this is a one star review. Liked it a lot. Read it quickly. <laughs> That book is so drama filled. Yeah. <laughs> it's like not it, everybody's it, cup of tea. No, apparently. definitely not. No. And I know there are issues within it, and there's a lot of controversy about certain aspects of it. Yeah. But I mean, it inspired a whole musical. It so did inspire a whole musical. It's got to have a little something, something. It's very dramatic. I felt like I was reading an episode of Mari. Okay. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> an 800 page episode of Mari. Mostly his childhood, but okay. yeah, well, that's a lie. The whole entire thing. Okay, yeah. I haven't read it, um, but my history teacher in high school was obsessed with it, so. Yeah. I was in proximity. I mean, it's a good time. Yeah. Recommend. Okay. Okay. I am vomiting bad, bad, <laughs> bad, gross ick. Ooh. <laughs> okay, this could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible little play. This sat on my childhood bookshelf for many years unread, and it should have stayed there. Okay. I once said in a past review that I would never dare give any of this author's works anything less than four stars. Yeah, I changed my mind. This play is trash. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Is... No, keep going. I want to hear more before I guess. I literally cannot tell if the intent of this was supposed to be extremely sexist or lackluster attempt at feminism. Either way, the plot is half-baked, and the humor is so terrible you can't even laugh at it. As a fan of the author's language and poetry, I usually quite enjoy these comedies, but this one just didn't feel right at all. This has got to be the importance of being earnest. No. I, okay, what else was there? Uh, Do you want me to read the next Keep Keep going, yeah. This was nothing like 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is this might be... Is this, is this um, The Taming of the Shrew? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I have two more. Okay. Read this in eighth grade. Remember feeling very uncomfortable reading it. And no, it's not because I couldn't understand it. We had the translated version side by side. Oh, God. As another reviewer, Barry, put it, uh-huh. we get it, Bill. You hate women. That sums it up perfectly. <laughs> it sounds like they have a lot of baggage associated <laughs> yeah. with this play. Literally. I mean, not all of that is Shakespeare's fault. <clears throat> So it is, but, you know. Um, The last one's my favorite. Why are you doing this to me, William? (laughs) Is that just the whole thing? Oh, there's more? Okay. This plays an exercise in misogyny. Even though one shouldn't apply the same standards of our modern-day society, I couldn't help but do so nonetheless. So I think I'm going to pretend I just didn't read this. (laughs) Why are you doing this to me, Why are you doing this to me, William? That's how I feel. When I read some of his stuff, even if it's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's an interesting play. Definitely a problem. Um, some people argue that at the very end, Catherine is not actually tamed. She's just, like, going along with mm-hmm. it. But, I mean, either way, I had to read this for school. I would give it a zero if I could. I think that says it all. Okay. This character will have a conversation with this one, and then that one will leave with this one to have another tedious, pointless conversation <laughs> with another group of characters. 
Okay. It's really hard to feel bad for him when all he does is whine. The plain truth is that there are plenty of non-fictional people who have dealt with more difficult things with much less complaining. All the characters are essentially nuts and emotional wrecks, which makes for some memorable scenes, if nothing else. <laughs> is this picture very great? No. <laughs> men are so... All lowercase. Men are so dramatic for no reason. <laughs> Here's what I think. The author himself needed therapy, but because of the period he lived in, he couldn't, and he wrote this to see if others would be able to give him help. Mid. Is that it? That's it. Mid. Here's another one. Aged 1,000 years reading this. That's the whole thing. You, you might start getting it now. Okay. Just do it or don't. But please, for the love of God, stop whining about whether or not to do it. The best part was when everybody kills each other at the end. Is this him? Yes. <laughs> okay, I have four more, but they're like, what's sentence Okay. This play low-key started off the strong, but then dragged on for the rest of it. I only liked one character and enjoyed the drama. I'm also depressed and a procrastinator. <laughs> I don't like seeing myself in a Shakespeare play. <laughs> in the end, I'm convinced that Shakespeare must have taken some heave drugs when writing his work, as I couldn't stand this story at all. And the last one, not my cup of anything. Hamlet was an insane misogynist with zero morale. <laughs> Hamlet does ask the best question ever of would you eat a crocodile? Would you eat? I don't remember that. I believe you. It's uh, he's like in <coughs> Ophelia's grave, like standing there. Oh. And he's like going on his rants. Oh, yeah. And he's like, would thou eat a crocodile? Oh, I see. And I'm like, this is the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love Hamlet. I don't care. Me too. I agree with you. I love it. It's yeah. awesome. I love the audio versions. I love everything. Like, it's mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw it at the. Uh, <clears throat> I think it was last year I saw it at the Free Shakespeare Festival at the Iron Furnaces. It was yeah. awesome. Sounds fun. It was really good. Reading the synopsis of this book, I didn't think I would like it. Why read it then? Well, I'm currently quarantined in a cabin alone, and this was one of my reading options. Oh, God. <laughs> Additionally, the family who owns the cabin said they'd never met somebody who didn't like it, and it would make me laugh. I gave it a shot and knew pretty quickly it wasn't my cup of tea or my humor. I can't leave a book unfinished, so I stuck with it, and thankfully... It was so little a time investment that I didn't waste much time. All this to say, I found it to be a pointless read for me, and I'm glad others have found joy in it. Okay. All right, go on. In order to rate this book, you must give it at least one star. I wish I could give negative stars. That's <laughs> I, how love, I love when people say that. I know. That's how much I hated this book. It was one of the worst things I've ever read. I read he was drunk when he came up with the idea, so obviously you need to be drunk to enjoy it. I don't drink, so that leaves me out. LOL. <laughs> what? Is this the importance of being earnest? No. To me, it wasn't interesting. I didn't care at all what happened to these characters, nor was I invested in their journey. I guess that's the point. I don't know. Absurdity and recklessness just isn't appealing to me. I prefer quick, quick literary references and dryness and humor, and I didn't get any of it. This sort of humor just expects the reader to merge the sci-fi and the ridiculousness perfectly. And it's so easy to lose track of the actual plot, if there is one. Perhaps my American blinders are on, and this British style of humor just doesn't work for me. Yeah, this is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, it isn't? is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, as soon as the sci-fi, I'm like... Okay. Um, I was right not to want to read this one. It's so stupid. This is not even close to my kind of humor. I like clever funny, not stupid funny. This is just beyond ridiculous, and I cringed my way through it. I don't think I cracked a smile once. 
I get that this is hilarious and delightful for some people, but I am not one of them. Thank God it was mercifully short. He wrote an entire series of this. <laughs> it is clever funny, though. I mean, where else are you going to get, like, the character description where it's, like, six David Bowies stacked on top of each other? I, I guess it's, like, Monty Python, where if you just don't like that kind of... Where it's, like, slapstick, but also yeah. really clever. If you don't like that, I can see why you wouldn't like Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah. I have... Two more. Okay. 1.5 stars. If this book has one hater, it's me. <laughs> I've been wanting to read this book for years. You know, I try my hardest to read new genres and push myself out of my reading comfort zone. Sci-fi is outside of that zone. I've never gotten into the genre, and it's not something that typically interests me. However, this book is so well known, and I had heard the audiobook was really entertaining. Not for me. Don't get me wrong. I love Stephen Fry as a narrator, but nothing could keep me from the absolute boredom I felt while reading this book. I feel sorry for this person. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. If you're bored while reading The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I don't know what to tell you. There's nothing I can do to help you. I'm sorry. It's quirky. It's so quirky. Its quirks have quirks, and those quirks have little quirks of their own. By the time you finally get your way through the whole quirk family tree, the first quirk doesn't seem quite quirky anymore. Seems annoying. Douglas Adam has force-fed and painfully injected so much quirk into this worthless little novel that it makes your head spin. There's no point to this novel. There's no deeper meaning. The supercomputer shows 42 because I'm convinced that's the highest Adam's can count. <laughs> wow! Somebody hates fun. Somebody does hate fun, because Douglas Adams is also the script editor for Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the number 42 was just a joke. He picked, like, the literally the most random number you could think of. Here's my next one. Just watch the film, honestly. <laughs> I can see it being terrifying at the time of publication, but now it reads as a joke. I found it boring and juvenile, with absurd dialogue and even worse exposition. An immensely irritating writing style, coupled with a vague overall impression of horror, but no real depth at all. Drivel. Amateur hour sentence work and plotting. Too much telling. Plays on antiquated morals and shock factor to build mediocre scares. This is Dracula? No. It is I'm not. I'm trying to think of what, like, horror I have it in my not. list. Ruined my spooky season vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Incessant adverbs and terrible metaphors, parentheses, coffee tables, the color of sorrow. Are we writing bad sixth form poetry here? End parentheses. In general, I don't mind this book as a piece of fiction, but I despise it because I see it as just another piece in the enormous wheel of the Catholic mythology propaganda that is so pervasive and pernicious in our society. I feel like I need to, like, I should know. You should. Well, I think I'm just reading what's on my list. I respect that this was pretty much the original to do it and set the stage for everything else to come, but that doesn't mean it was good. Is it Frankenstein? No. You're going to get it. I only have two more. You're going to get it with these last two. <laughs> you, you are. <clears throat> the more I read, the more resentful I grew, knowing that Blatty probably got very rich indeed with this publication of what is oh. essentially a piece of very poorly written trash. The Exorcist? Yes. <laughs> there were some other ones yeah. that... I couldn't include because they were they would like get graphic. Yeah, but some people did not like this. Uh, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, I, I have one more. <laughs> the Exorcist doesn't show up until around page three thirty five. Then all he does is say a prayer, <laughs> give himself a heart attack, and die. <laughs> <laughs> and the person goes on to say, "Work on your titles, Patty." <laughs>
People did not like this one. No. Not at all. Oh, gosh. I should have gotten that sooner with the Catholic propaganda. The pernicious Catholic propaganda. I read this book because Jared Leto read this book. Oh, and Jared no. Leto do not have the same taste oh, in books. No. <laughs> oh, no. Scary start. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not because of the story, but because of the racism. Oh. What could this be? Okay. This makes me so mad because this story and the characters and the relationships actually have a lot of potential. Like, I would def read this like if it was written by someone else. <laughs> I would read this if somebody else wrote it? This isn't like Tom Sawyer or anything, is no. it? Okay. Awful. Just awful. I was super excited to get out of my comfort zone and read a scary book. This book dragged on and on, never really getting to the point. So disappointed I won't be reading any more of his books in the near future. I thought it was Frankenstein, but... Now, no. now I don't know. Okay, go on. This book is what happens when you try to write a supernatural psychological thriller like Shirley Jackson, but you actually write more like Dan Brown. What? I don't know what this could be. I have one more. Okay. I think judging by the average rating that my opinion will be an unpopular one, but I truly hated this book. I found the story to be absurd, the characters awful, the writing cringeworthy and outdated, and what's more, not frightening. I really cannot find any redeeming qualities to this book. I'm like racking my bear. I also I don't have my list in front of me. Yeah. Not frightening. What horror books did I put on my list? Do you want me to give more of context for Jarrett Leto? Yeah. Um, there's a music video Jarrett Leto did that was inspired by this book. It's like one of my favorite music videos of all time. Here's really the don't thing. I care for him. Here's the thing. I've never listened to 30 Seconds to Mars. <laughs> I, that is not helpful <laughs> to me personally. <laughs> It is a bit before your time. Um, can you give me any hints? Who wrote it? Um, he's from Maine. Well, I know it's Stephen King, but that really doesn't... Is it The Shining? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cause, and yeah. so I didn't realize I didn't give like any like context. Yeah, okay. Cause, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the ra- Yeah, boy, that book is weird. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you the music video yeah. when we're done with this. Okay. Okay. Boy, that book is weird. All right. We each have one more to go? I think so. Yeah, okay. All right. That one time when the show was better than the book. Is it Outlander? Yes. <laughs> okay, you're going to love the rest of this oh. then. I gave up on this book because I was sustaining permanent damage from reading it and I was afraid I'd start hitting back. <laughs> Fairly offensive, needlessly graphic, and smutty in that skeevy way rather than the hot way. <laughs> After 36 pages, the novel was in intensive care for me. <laughs> I started flipping through it in hopes the patient would stabilize, but I pronounced time of death at 321 pages. This is one of the books that started off shallow and directionless but entertaining, and ended puke-worthy and ready to be trashed and forgotten. If it weren't for the accent, this story could just as easily be said among outlaw bikers in the author's native Arizona. <laughs> In the last 100 pages or so, the book started getting really weird in a creepy, freakish way. I think the author went a little bit too far. <laughs> I've never read this book, so I don't know what this person is talking about specifically. Okay. Lengthy, obnoxious, super special snowflake of a main character, spousal abuse, historical inaccuracies, and a rabid fan base. Good God, it's like everything I hate in the world all packaged into a doorstop. <laughs> is they're not wrong <laughs> yes tried the show and enjoyed the first few episodes hey maybe i was too hard on the book 
went back and read a bit. Nope, not too hard in the book. This thing is a garbage fire. <laughs> okay, so this is my last one for this episode. Found this rather uninspired, full of cheap one-liners. I'm sorry for the fans, but beware, it's on my to-re-read list. Oh, Okay. For my AP Lit final, me oh, and my friends made a parody of this, but as the Kardashians, nothing about our parody was really that different from the actual play. That should tell you everything you need to know. That's a play, huh? Is it another Shakespeare situation? No. Okay. This anti-elitist play is so old it has become elitist. Cucumber sandwiches. That that was the entire review. Uh, is this the importance of being yes, artist? it is. Okay, okay, okay. yep. None of the author's humor translates just from the page. Save yourself the time and watch the 2002 movie instead. It's a delight. Okay. I mean, I was laughing out loud when I had to read this play (laughs) for school. But go on. To each their own. Go on. Terrible, bland characters that, in typical wild fashion, feel compelled to share every opinion that they have as if it's an extremely profound revelation. The whole story was truly just a waste of time. Well, yeah, because to them it is a truly profound yeah. That's the point of the play. <laughs> okay. And one more. This one's, this this one's a, a doozy. Oh, boy. Okay. Hit me. I have always felt great sympathy for Wilde concerning his imprisonment. However, if he had been imprisoned for writing plays like this instead of gross indecency, <laughs> my sympathy would have been entirely with the prosecution. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so mean. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Shout out to Oscar. Shout out to Oscar. Love it. Wow. Okay. So this is where we're ending part one, just because these are taking way longer than we expected. We'll be back next week with the last five of each of ours. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. Please email me at aloney at albright.org. That is A-L-O-N-E-Y at albright.org. Or feel free to call the library at 570-348-3000. Thank you. Thank you.